into government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Well, that could school reopenings or closures become a potent midterm issue for Republicans to win back the suburbs? Oh, I think it could be, but I hope in God that they're, uh, that, look, maybe I'm kidding myself, but as time goes on, the voter who is just trying to figure out, as I said, how to take care of their family, put three squares on the table, stay safe, be able to pay their mortgage or their rent, et cetera, uh, has, is becoming much more informed on the... Um, <laughs> the motives of um, some of the political players and some of the... and the political parties. And I think that they are not going to be as susceptible to believing some of the outlandish things that have been said and continue to be said. You know, every, every president, not necessarily in the first 12 months, but every president in the first couple of years, most every president, excuse me, of the last presidents, at least four of them, have had polling numbers that are 44% favorable. So it's this idea that, but you all, not you all, but now it is, well, Biden's at one poll showed him at 33%. The average is 40, 44, 45%. Oh, 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 
one poll them at 49%. I mean, the idea that... Um, anyway. <laughs> the American public are trying to sift their way through what's real and what's, and what's fake. And I don't think as... Uh, I've never seen a time when... The political coverage, the, <laughs> Look at it. the choice. Oh, the, get it out. Well, that could school. Today, Junior, and look, ladies and gentlemen, I am not in any way, shape, or form making fun of anybody with any kind of disability, Alzheimer's, you know, whatever it is. But the leader of the free world? Did you see that embarrassment? It, I... You got. I got hairy legs. <laughs> I mean, I know I laugh. I know it's fun to make fun of uh, of this situation, but it really is bad. It really is bad. It really is a clown show. And I do not understand. I'm not going to put you guys through any more of that speech yesterday. So many people who just watched live from America for their news did not watch much of that speech because I didn't play much of it. Why? Because the name of this game is not to have your audience fall asleep or slip into a coma listening to that nonsense, listening to that garbage. There was nothing of substance from the start to the finish. There was nothing of substance that you need to know from the start to the finish. Two hours of incoherent rambling at no point. At no point, if you watch the movie Billy Madison, did you even come close to putting together a full coherent sentence. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listening, having listened to what you just said. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's... A, it's I, again, folks, all he did is go up there and say what an incredible job he's done. And the world finally got to see yesterday. The reason why I'm smiling from ear to ear about that, that debacle of a presser is because the world finally got to see Joe Biden at a real press conference. I know he was hand, handpicking uh, reporters to ask him softball questions. I get that. But even the handpicked reporters were actually giving him normal, honest-to-God questions. Are you mentally fit? said the uh, chief, correspondent, chief White House correspondent for Newsmax. Are you mentally fit? The majority of the country, Democrats included, do not think you are mentally fit. You know what his answer was to that after the long-winded question? I don't know why they think that. You don't know? You poop your pants, sniff kids, talk about your hairy legs, you get lost walking around the White House grounds, which is why they have to keep you confined into a fake set. You cannot complete a full sentence without either giving up, talking about something else, or babbling in a language that nobody knows, and you don't know? Shame on Jill Biden. Shame on his wife. That, Jill Biden must be the most evil person on the planet, and I'm putting her above Tony the Rat Face Fauci. Unbelievable. 
Anyway, you're locked and loaded right here, live from America, ladies and gentlemen. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and I am coming to you from the Live Free or Die Granite state of New Hampshire for all of our new viewers or listeners on podcasts such as iHeartRadio. I want to thank you all very much for coming over. We're getting a, quite a big audience now. As a matter of fact, I've, uh, a couple stories came in where somebody said, you know, we bought a brand new TV. We put a brand new TV up on our wall. We plugged it in and weird thing happened. You're right there. I said, what? He said, yeah, your show was right there. And then my, uh, my, my, two ki- my first two kids' stepfather actually said to my, to my daughter the other day, wow, your dad must be getting really, uh, your dad's audience must be getting really big because he goes, I just turned on the TV the other day and there he was on TV. And I said, that's the grace of God right there. That's God closing one door and opening another. So if you are a new viewer to Live from America, thank you. Welcome to this Live from America family. You will not see a better group of people than we have right here in these comment sections on Getter and on Rumble. And, of course, on Real America's Voice News. So God bless you and thank you all so very much. I'd like to give a big shout-out to Renee Jewell, who watches the show. And Renee Jewell happens to be uh, related to the people who own the Brave American Company of the commercial I used to show you with the guy going to the, um, to the cemetery. And he had the American cross, the wooden cross, that uh, people have sent here for gifts as well. I talked to uh, the Brave American this morning. And... Um, uh, you know, some news for that next week I'll tell you guys about. But their mother, his mother watches the show, and uh, she, she definitely wanted a shout-out. And I'd also like to ask for prayers for Frank. Frank is somebody uh, in our Live from America family who uh, has got COVID, and, um, and one of our family members asked for prayers for Frank. So if we could continue to keep uh, Frank, Donnie C., uh, and the rest of the folks in our in our family member here a uh, family members here that are asking for prayers or asking for help I know somebody I saw last night late last night somebody said that to check my Instagram messages there's somebody in our family that needs help there I had two uh, co- two conference calls this morning I have not been able to do- go check social media I will catch up on that this afternoon <clears throat> as well as some some of the latest emails as well okay guys and uh, before we get to um, going to the Lord in prayer and giving God all the glory for all of this. I would like to update you that we are 33% now of our way back to our monthly recurring donors to fund the show, which is incredible because just last Friday, we were completely shut off. We built a new, we got, we, we built a new partnership. We have a new infrastructure. And in just four days, five days, we are back to 33%. And uh, we have enough cushion, thanks to the Live from America family audience, who has helped this show out so much? We have enough cushion to get us through March, uh, to get us back to that, back to that one hundred percent. So make sure if you are donating to the show and you want to do it recurring, that you make sure you click that little uh, how often the frequency button, uh, so you can choose how often you'd like to help the show out. Okay. I did not do a verse of the day this morning. Like I said, I was very very uh, busy. I couldn't get to the newsletter. And uh, had a couple conference calls and then got ready for the show this morning. A lot of news, a lot of stuff going on. And uh, so I'm going to do something a little different today. I'm going to read from Jesus Calling, the morning version. And then I'm going to go to the B-I-B-L-E where it references for this devotional. So ladies and gentlemen, a little different here this morning. January 20th, the one-year anniversary of the Great Awakening and America really coming back and getting off the couch, getting off, the, off their butts, and actually kicking it into high gear in this country. In one year, we've accomplished more as a united group, as a united uh, country, than we've done in decades. And I just, I'm so thankful for that. And this show is really going to uh, 
be a testament to that today. But anyway, January 20th, year of our Lord, 2021, approach this day with awareness of who is boss. As you make plans for the day, remember that it is I who orchestrates the events of your life. On days when things go smoothly, according to your plans, you may be unaware of my sovereign presence. On days when your plans are thwarted, be on the lookout for me. I may be doing something important in your life, something quite different from what you expected. It is essential at such times to stay in communication with me, accepting my way as better than yours. Don't try to forget, or excuse me, don't try to figure out what is happening. Simply trust me and thank me in advance for the good that will come out of it. I know the plans I have for you, and they are good. Referencing Isaiah 55, 9, and Jeremiah 29, 11. So let's go to Isaiah 55, 9, where this devotional is coming from. And let's all read together exactly what it says. Isaiah 55, 9 says, For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Which means that there's always somebody out there who's got a better way. There's always somebody out there who's got the answer. There's always somebody out there who's lighting the path. And there's always somebody out there to lean on. And no, they are not called your friend. They're not called your mother, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your aunt, your coworker. They're not called liberal conservative. They're not called black, white. They are called almighty God. It is amazing. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, folks. Um, remove your hats if you're wearing one. And let's all focus on the people that really need our help, need our prayers, and let's ask God to open up the doors for us to be able to help them. Show us who needs help, Lord, so that we can contact them, reach down, and pull them up out of whatever situation that they're dealing with if we can help them. That is what I pray for every day, and that is what I would like you guys to think as we say the Lord's Prayer together today. So let's do that. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You guys remember when we really started really taking off and there was a lot of people who had a lot of issue with me saying the Lord's Prayer every day? They're like, just get to the news. Just get to the news. You don't have to do that every single day. And we did not do that. We did not back down and we did not go away from what God put on our heart. And I have to tell you, it's become one of the most popular segments of the show. And even newer audience uh, uh, viewers on Real America's Voice News and other platforms who are just become just become fans of the show. Um, that's their fi- favorite part of the show, just like it has been for you guys all this time. Our, our original family members right here. It's one of their favorite parts of the show. As a matter of fact, I was watching the Getter live stream from Real America's Voice News <clears throat> last night, and there was a ton of people on there who I don't know. They're not, they're not like any of you guys who I've known for, you know, better part of a couple of years now. And uh, they were all saying the Lord's Prayer. This is my favorite part of the show. So it's really nice 
It's really nice that we didn't get away from that, and we didn't move away from that because it's probably the most, no, it is the most important part of the show because we're giving God the glory for everything we've got, okay? Thank you all very much. And your Rumble rants, ladies and gentlemen, are completely secure. There are no PayPal attachment whatsoever. The Rumble Rant processing system is actually uh, a brand new with Dan Bongino, Truth Social, Trump's new uh, network coming out next month. Everything is starting to come together. And this is going to be one heck of a year for, uh, for all of us to stay together and stick together. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. Let me, let me just take a slurp. Grab your coffees. Put them up. Put them up on this January 20th, the anniversary of the Great Awakening, the anniversary of when we waged war on the deep state, not just from a presidential level behind Donald J. Trump, but we, the American people, we, the people stood up for the first time in decades and we started taking over school boards and we started taking over city council meetings and we started taking over state rep meetings and we started going outside people's houses holding them accountable we started digging 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 finding the truth of coronavirus finding the truth of where it was manufactured finding the truth of who funded it who paid for it who put the whole project together and this is stage one of us coming after you actually this is stage two. First stage was january 20th of last year let's take a slurp and let's get busy Here we go, folks. First and foremost section of the day. In the late night hours last night, the Democrats finally, finally got their two votes that they've been waiting for. We need to get this on the Senate floor, said Chuck Schumer as he shook his fist angrily. We need to get this on the floor. Nancy Pelosi with her face drooping off, drunk as all get out. We need to just have some bipartisan shit. It's important to have, look, it's, uh, so I think that's what she was saying. Anyway, the Republicans knew it was coming. The Democrats finally got their two votes last night in the late night hours. And the first vote was to try to pass their election stealing bill. They're federalizing the election bill that would no longer require a photo ID. That would make it legal in all 50 states to ballot harvest. That would make it legal in all 50 states to have drop boxes everywhere. So that another group of people, like we found out in Georgia, can actually abuse the system and just flood those drop boxes with thousands and thousands of votes. No address to vote. No anything. Just show up and say, I'd like to vote, please. Oh, here you go. We don't care who you are. That's what would have happened. So that was the first vote that went through last night. And that vote failed 51 to 49, as we knew it was going to. That vote failed 51 to 49. Now, I want to play a video from that. I want to play a video from, uh, from that vote specifically, and then we'll go to the next vote that happened right after that, just in case you haven't heard about it yet. Here we go. Mr. Schumer, no. Now, that's the weird part. Chuck Schumer actually voted no on the Freedom to Vote Act. Why? Why? Talk about that in a minute. On this vote, the yeas are 49, the nays are 51. Three-fifths of the senators duly chosen and sworn, not having voted in the affirmative. The motion is not agreed. Ooh, I bet that hurt her. I bet that hurt her to say that cackling Kamala Harris. 
talking through her face mask, clueless as to even why she's there or what position she has. I bet that hurt her to say that. Now, why did Chuck Schumer... Why did Chuck Schumer go and vote with the Republicans? Well, I was so confused by this. I'm like, wait a minute. Why did Chuck Schumer have to go vote with the Republicans? Well, there's some kind of procedural rule in place in the Senate, especially if you're tying it to try tying that vote at the same time you're trying to get rid of the filibuster. Now that vote didn't have a prayer anyway. You needed 60 uh, you needed 60 votes in order to pass the Freedom to Vote Act. You needed 60. That was the threshold. You needed 60. So that vote wasn't going to go through anyway. And I don't understand the whole procedural ruling on why Chuck Schumer had to actually vote with the Republicans. It has something to do with him calling that vote at that time with calling the next vote that was going to come up or something. I'm going to do a little bit more digging on that. I actually reached out to uh, a constitutional friend of mine to tell me exactly what the heck that was all about. Long story short, it wouldn't have mattered anyway because they needed 60 votes to pass the federalization of your elections, and it failed. Can I get an amen? We knew it was going to fail, but you know what? We'll take our wins when we can get them. That's big news. That's great news to start out the day today, especially on this one-year anniversary of our war against the deep state. And now, directly after that, literally directly after that, they knew that vote. Jeremy, it's so he can bring it up again for another vote. I actually, I, I did read that when I was researching why, but there's also a time limit in which he gets to bring it back up again. They can only table it for so long underneath these other, un, underneath these rules, that, that their latest rules that they put in place a while back. He only has a certain time. They, they can table it for a, for a section of time, and I'm trying to figure out what that time frame is. Okay, but either way, ladies and gentlemen, that was the first vote. So they lost there. They knew they were going to lose there. So what did they attempt to do? The nuclear option. The nuclear option outside of that is to get rid of the filibuster. Now, here's the weird part. You only you needed 60 votes in order to pass the legislation that would federalize the election. But you only need 51 votes, a majority, a simple majority to get rid of the filibuster, which is the only the, uh, the whole reason that you needed 60 votes in order to pass the, the, uh, the uh, federalizing the election bill. So we now move to the filibuster. And now you just need a simple majority. And I was scared. I'm not going to lie. Here's the crazy part. Is I was not scared about Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. Now, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin actually voted for federalizing the elections in that previous bill. They actually voted for it. That's the part that scares me. Because now you're going over to the filibuster and they voted against it, just like they said they would. Why? Because they want a country that is a republic. They want a country that is actually has dialogue and discussion and debate and working together to change such drastic rules. So even though they voted for federalizing the elections, they would not risk losing the filibuster in order to do it. So, big shout out to them, and I want to say uh, congratulations to the people of West Virginia and the people of Arizona, because you actually had somebody who stood up for you, and that was not expected with a Democratic Party. That's why this whole thing has to be God's doing. It could not be anything otherwise. Now, here's what scares me, though. I thought for sure that Mom Jean's Mitt Romney and 
Lisa Murkowski were going to vote with the Democrats to get rid of the filibuster. I really thought they would because what do they have to lose? The, 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 they're done for elections. No Republican is ever going to vote in mom jeans Mitt Romney and no Republican is ever going to vote in Lisa Murkowski. They're, 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 they bit the hand that fed them. They're anti-Trumpers. They hate Trump. They do not want Trump as president and this was their opportunity to make sure that they said, okay, now we're going to get you back. They could have done this and they didn't. That part scared me. When we were going into that, that second vote to get rid of the filibuster, I had more confidence in Democrat Kirsten Sinema and in Democrat Joe Manchin than I did in our own Republican Party in Mom Jeans, Mitt Romney, and Lisa Murkowski. What does that say about how of an upside-down world that we're living in? Isn't it nuts? Isn't it nuts? The NASA bill has already got killed, too. The NASA bill's done, too. The NASA bill got voted on and that got squashed. They're not, this is the good thing about the Republican Party is even though we're having an internal war, even though we're having an internal war to purge the old Republicans and bring the new Republicans in, when it comes to real stuff, we stood together. And that is some, there's something to be said for that. There really is something to be said for that. Let me read this for you. The Democrats attempt to nuke the filibuster has failed in a huge blow to Biden's authoritarian agenda. Senators Joe Manchin and Senator Kirsten Sinema joined all Republican senators in voting to keep the filibuster. And uh, there's actually a video on this. It's not, and these videos are boring. These are C-SPAN videos, but I'm going to play it either way. So here we go. This is keeping the filibuster in place last night. Doesn't look so boring in there, by the way. Just a bunch of old, pasty people walking around, ruling our country. On this vote, this is this is this vote, The yeas are fifty-two. The nays are forty-eight. The decision of the chair stands as the judgment of the Senate. The there will be order. Oh, calm down. Senate will be in order. The majority leader. I love this part. Listen. I, Mr. President, I withdraw the motion to proceed to the motion to reconsider the failed cloture vote. The motion was drawn. Now for the information of the Senate. <laughs> Woo! I love it. Praise God. You can't beat God. And every time you go against him, you will lose. And that's the crazy part. That there's no way that this could... That, this entire situation that we found ourselves in is not normal. None of this is normal. We are living in an upside-down clown world, and that even means when it benefits us. Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought that we could rely on two Democrats? So, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Yes, Chuck Schumer in his procedural vote to vote with the Republicans on the first vote, which had no, no chance in, in, in H-E double hockey sticks from passing anyway, Okay, it didn't have a chance to pass anyway, so he had no problem doing that. So he could table the vote and vote for it later. I don't know what that time frame is. I know there is a time frame. It can't just be tabled for life. There is a time frame on that. I'll figure that out for you. But what a big win. What a huge win. Both votes shot down and the NASA bill shot down. So these are huge wins for us, and this... You guys, thank you, Jennifer. She says, praise God, and she donated $100 to Rumble Rants, everybody. For everyone watching on Getter, thank you. God bless you, Jennifer. 
This is because of you. That's why I was so... Ask, ask Eli. Pretty soon you'll be able to have a... Uh, Eli will have a mic and he'll have, a, uh, he'll have some headphones and he'll be able to participate. Right now he's, he's really just shadowing and seeing how we run the show. Okay? Um, I was smiling from ear to ear and I was excited and I was singing and he's just like, wow, you're pretty you know, chipper today. And I'm like, there's so many reasons why I was so happy today. Number one, because I'm, I looked back last night and this morning and I looked back at everything that we've accomplished I've looked back at everything that we've accomplished this last year and all of the heartache that you've went through, that I've went through, that everybody who watches this show has went through. I get, I get thousands of emails that tell me if it wasn't for Live from America and the message of God coming through that show, I would have crumbled or collapsed a long time ago under this pressure, under this anxiety, under this stress. And what happened? We rallied together over the last year. All of us rallied together and we were able to stop the White House, the Justice Department, the Senate, and the Democrats' arrows that they were throwing at us. That is why this country is so great. That is why a constitutional republic by the people and for the people is so great. Because we, the people, have the power. And even though it didn't seem like we had the power a year ago, we always did but majority of the country didn't know how to harness that power. A majority of the country did not know how to fight back. A majority of the country said, how are we going to beat this? They've got the White House. They've got the Senate. They've got the House. They're cheating everywhere. They're going to turn this country into a communist uh, dictatorship. And we stood in the gap and said over our dead body. And look what we were able to accomplish in one year. And then... They, Democrats and the mainstream media and big tech started going downhill, downhill. Their poll numbers were going down. Their stock was going down. Their involvement in the market and in their, in their industries were going down. And so what do they do? They go, okay, there's no way we're going to be able to hold on to this lie. We have to cheat. How are we going to do that? We have to federalize the elections. It's the only possible way we are going to win in 2022 and 2024, because 19 states have acted, have enacted 34 security, election security laws that are going to make it so that we can't cheat like we did in 2020. What are we going to do? And they tried to do this and it failed, and that's all because of you. Well, it's all because of God, but it's all because of you guys having the courage to stand up. And I just want to say thank you for standing in the gap with me. Thank you for building this show. Thank you for building the studio. Thank you for giving me and my wife and my family a job that we can be proud of. Thank you for giving enough um, extra to be able to hire an employee so we can make the show even bigger and better. And tonight we have James O'Keefe coming on. Tonight, from the backyard, to bring in people like Mike Lindell, Huge patriot out there fighting hard to bring in people like James O'Keefe. Massive patriot out there fighting harder than anybody that I know in to keep journalism alive. And that is all because of the, what you guys have done. I just can't thank you enough. Now, I want to give away the Smarty Award. But before I give away the Smarty Award, I want to show you who I'm giving it to and why I'm giving it to them. Here it is, folks. I'm giving the Smarty Award of the day right now to Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. Look at them. Democrats who actually voted for federalizing the election, but knew risking giving up the filibuster to do it was not going to happen. 
So regardless of the fact that they believe something completely different than we believe on most issues, when it came to being an American, when it came to standing up for America, those two right there, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, saved America last night. Saved America from falling into the craters of hell, ladies and gentlemen, and that's what it would have, that's what it would have been. Two people stood in the gap to make it so that we no longer had to worry about falling into a communist dictatorship. So, ladies and gentlemen, for that, you already know, cue the drums. We're giving the Smarty Award of the Day to Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. And they deserve it. They deserve it more than any Republican right now today. Well, maybe not than any Republican, but most Republicans. Let's just call it that. Praying for them daily, says Rosebud. God bless you, girl. Thank you so much for praying for them. I emailed both of them last week and thanked them for their bravery, said REIT45, and patriotism for doing the right thing. Thank you. Calls, people. Call them, call them, call them. Encourage them. Exactly. You guys don't know. I call them all the time, too. All the time. Not just on air. All the time. They're not today's Democrats, said uh, Greg. You got it right, brother. Jeremy, you are the heartbeat. Oh, I didn't see. I'm sorry. I didn't see it, but. I'm assuming it was something good. I don't think anything bad came after that. So, Jeremy, you deserve it. God is going to bless them. Or they deserve it. God is going to bless them. Yes, 100%. My parents both vaxxed, got COVID right now. Wish they could listen to me. I'm immunocompromised, something about getting ivermectin. You know what? That's the hard part. The hard part is to try to get people to see that the news has been lying to us for decades, and it's fake. Most people in this country go, well, I didn't hear it on the news. And I say, well, <laughs> then I envy you. Then I envy you. All right, let's move on to talk about Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich. For a lot of us, he's not working fast enough. For a lot of us, he's not working hard enough. If you were to ask most people what their favorability rating is of Attorney General Mark Burnovich in Arizona right now, I would guess it would probably be around the same favorability rating as Joe Biden, Mr. Poopy Pants himself. Why? Because everybody is really fed up with waiting for Attorney General Mark Burnovich in, to do something from the, ele- uh, the election fraud investigation that was handed over by the Arizona Senate. I'm going to say two things about that before we move on to this next story. Number one, timing is everything. Timing is everything. You do something too soon, you give your enemy and your opponent time to recuperate. You do something too late, and something is already in place and moving in motion that you could have stopped if you did not do it, uh, if you did it a little earlier. Timing is everything. And stuff like this, small window. You get a small window to operate in. I don't know the inner workings of that investigation or where that's going with Mark Burnovich. I have no clue. I do know two things, though. I do know, number one, that he wants a, to further his career and he wants to run for a U.S. senator. And he is not a stupid man. He knows that if he botches this, his, his, uh, his dreams of becoming a U.S. senator or anything else for that matter are gone kaput out the window. We know that. He knows that. Keep that in your mind when you're watching the, uh, the, this situation unfold over the next 90 days or however long it takes. Okay? Number two, I want to read a story for you that just came out about his, uh, what he sent to uh, Katie Hobbs who is the Arizona State um, Secretary of State. Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich 
has threatened to prosecute Soros-funded Secretary of State Katie Hobbs for rigging the election of 2022 that already hasn't even happened yet. Now, we started talking about this story a few weeks ago when the assistant to Attorney General Mark Burnovich sent a letter to Katie Hobbs' Secretary of State office saying, your outlines for the procedures that are going to take place for the elections in Arizona in 2022 are completely wrong. Half of it goes against the law, and you need to revise this, you need to update this, and you need to send it back to us for approval. Okay? Katie Hobbs, who's also running for governor of Arizona, who's getting completely stomped in polls, by the way, by Carrie Lake, sent an email to candidates last week informing them that the equal online system would be shut down in March, likely until the end of filing period in April. She is trying to rig another election. This would make the online petition portal for 2022 candidates unavailable. Candidates must obtain a minimum number of petition signatures to appear on a ballot. And she wants to shut this down for two months so nobody can get on there. Arizona law requires the Secretary of State to provide a secure internet portal for candidate petitions. On Friday, last week, Assistant Attorney General Jennifer Wright sent an email to the Secretary of State's office threatening Katie Hobbs with Class 6 felony if she follows through with this. Now, before I go on with the rest of the story, let's break that down. Assistant Attorney General Jennifer Wright would not have sent that email or sent that any kind of correspondence to the Secretary of State's office without orders from Mark Burnovich. He's the man in charge. The buck stops with him on his desk. So, if the Assistant Attorney General was directed by Mark Burnovich to send a scathing, threatening letter to the Secretary of State, threatening her with a Class 6 felony if she did not start getting her butt in gear and doing the right thing, that tells me that Attorney, Attorney General Mark Burnovich is not playing games, which tells me that he's not playing games with the election investigation and where that's going. Patience. I know Wendy Rogers is saying, I want something done right now. I know that Karen Fan is saying, I want something done right now. I know that the rest of the country is saying, I want something done right now. We all do. Because we live in a gimme first world country where we want everything right now. But I have not lost faith yet in Mark Burnovich. And even though... I have faith that he is going to do something because of his actions. I'm judging his by his actions, not his word. We still need to call Mark Burnovich as much as possible. Be polite. What does Bannon say? Color inside the lines. Don't go over that line. Don't cross Obama's red line like everybody else in the world did. Be polite. Be firm. Be matter of fact. Call the attorney general's office and say, we've not forgotten. Just let you know we're still here. When is this going to wrap up? Give us a timeline. You are entitled to that, whether you live in the state of Arizona or not. You're entitled to at least an explanation. So don't let patience get in the way of you pushing in order to get to that final goal, okay? Mark Burnovich, Kirsten Cinema, and Joe Manchin. You can easily do a quick internet search and find the numbers and addresses to each one of their offices. 
No excuses today, folks. Action, 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 action. That is what Real America's Voice News is all about, and that's what we're all about. What do we got here? 40 minutes past the hour? Vonnie said it right. It's all on God's time. It's all on God's time. Amen. All right, let's move on. More video. Since we're staying with Arizona, let's talk about this. WeThePeopleAlliance.com have released new video that they've just obtained through a FOIA request. Now, this isn't going to be the smoking gun that does anything, much like Garland Favorito down in Georgia today. But what is happening is that we are continuing to get the information that we need. And if nothing happens from now until November, we'll have the power in November, and we will do everything that we need to do to Fauci, to Katie Hobbs, to Brad Raffensperger, to everybody. Okay? New video footage has just been released from WeThePeopleAlliance.com showing, again, more irresponsibility and election violations in the state of Arizona. Showing an, uh, an official election worker in a room alone, which is strictly prohibited under Arizona election rules and laws. Strictly prohibited to be in this specific room alone. It says it right in the uh, procedures that two people must always be in this room and many other rooms together. And we already know they're not supposed to have electronic devices. They're not supposed to have their phones. They're not supposed to have any of that. However, we do have new video footage, ladies and gentlemen, of somebody doing just that, being alone in a spot where they're not supposed to be. Now, there's no sound on this, but I'll play you the video so you can see what I'm talking about. Here we go. We the people, one nation under God, we the people.com. Right here. Here's the rules right here. Let's in. It is county election policy to require two people in the server room. Whenever someone is using the server room, keyboard, video monitor. Here's my cursor. That is that room. How many people do you see in there? How many people you see in there? Now, this person is not going to be arrested. This person probably isn't committing fraud. Maybe they are. Who knows? But here's the thing. This is against the law in Arizona. You cannot do this. You cannot be in there with a phone. See there, right there. And you cannot be in there alone. So why are we talking about this? If this guy can't be prosecuted and he can't go to jail, why are we talking about it? Well, I mean, he could if we found out he was doing something nefarious. But why are we talking about it? We're talking about it so that the laws can be secured even further going into 2022. This kind of stuff allows the state legislature in each one of these states to review this stuff and say, we need to make a change. What's that change going to be? Maybe now there needs to be three people. Maybe there's somebody watching at all times to make sure the rules and the laws are being, um, uh, being followed the way they're supposed to be. Long story short, I've always told you that it doesn't matter if you get bad news or it doesn't matter if you get good news. As long as you get the truth, then you can make the best informed, calculated decision moving forward. 95% of the stuff that I show you on this show is not going to make somebody get prosecuted. It's not going to make somebody go to jail. What it is going to do is it's going to prompt the state legislature to take the power of the elections back as far as the rules and the laws go and strictly enforce, make new rules, make new laws, and strictly enforce them. That's the kind of stuff that we need to expose and change, and we've done that over this last year. So don't think that all these videos have gone to waste. Don't think all this evidence and all this footage has gone to waste because it hasn't. 
Just like God answers your prayers on his time and the way he wants to, not the way you're expecting it to, this kind of stuff also builds up that wrath and sooner or later it will come to a head and a decision will be made because of all this evidence and it might not be the way you want it to be done, but it will be done so that this kind of stuff doesn't happen again moving forward. Always been a two-front fight. We've known that and that's part of it. So I just wanted to show you that, uh, that footage because it is important. And now we're going to move to somebody that none of us like to talk about, and that is Tony the Ratface Fauci. I cannot believe that this guy still has a platform after everything that we found out. However, he's just digging himself a deeper grave. You remember that old saying your parents used to say to you, oh, look, I give you an inch, you take a mile? That's what's happening with Tony the Ratface Fauci right now. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Tony's talking about retiring. Well, isn't that convenient? Now that he's racked up $10 million, he has a huge amount of his, um, his investments in Chinese, CCP, Hong Kong, everywhere. That's where all of his money is, is, is being invested. Why? Why? And you mean to tell me that he doesn't take cues from China? Anyway, he's talking about retiring. And guess what? He gets a full retirement package from the U.S. government. As the highest paid government bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. today, he gets paid $20,000 more than the president of the United States per year. And he's talking about retiring, and he gets full benefits off the taxpayer dollar. That won't stay long, Tony. You better put away that money now because we're coming after you. We're coming after you on November 4th, 2022, and it's not going to stop. Now, the reason why we're going to this loser is because of what he just recently said. I told you COVID was dying in 2022, right? I told you COVID was going to die in 2022. And I told you the more it gets close, uh, the closer we get to it completely being dead, the more people were going to go frantic and try to stop it because they love COVID, because COVID gives them power that they've never had before. I want to play you a video of what Tony the Ratface Fauci recently just said about COVID and where we are in this pandemic. Here we go. Is 2022 actually the year that we go from pandemic to endemic? And does Omicron speed up the process given its ability to spread and offer immunity through infection? Well, the answer is we do not know that. And I think we have to be openly honest about that. And when the word endemic is used in different contexts, when I talk about the pandemic, I put it into five phases, the truly pandemic phase where the whole world is really very negatively impacted as we are right now. Then there's the deceleration of the pandemic. Then there's control. Then there's elimination and eradication. I think if you look at the history of infectious diseases, we've only eradicated one infectious disease in man and that's smallpox. That's not gonna happen with this virus. When you talk about whether or not Omicron, because it's a highly transmissible, but apparently not as pathogenic, for example, as Delta, I would hope that that's the case, but that would only be the case if we don't get another variant that eludes the immune response to the prior variant. For example, we're fortunate that Omicron, although it is highly transmissible, nonetheless is not as 
pathogenic, but the sheer volume of people who are getting infected overrides that rather less level of pathogenicity. So I really do think, uh, Francine, that it is an open question as to whether or not Omicron is going to be the live virus vaccination that everyone is hoping for, because you have such a great deal of variability with new variants emerging. Okay, so (laughs) what this loser actually just said, folks, is that we are only in there's five stages of this pandemic. And he says that we're still in stage one. <laughs> Check this out. This is Tony the Rat Faces uh, Fauci's categorization of a pandemic. Number one, negative impact, where we are now, he says. Number two, deceleration. Number three, control. Number four, elimination. And number five, eradication. Um, Tony the Rat Face Fauci says we're at number one. <laughs> After two and a half years of this crap and nobody caring about it anymore, people are literally going, hey, yeah, we're just going to give up now. It's starting to get to a point where we're going to see a revolution. Let's, let's pull back all the truth that's coming out. Tony Fauci goes on TV and says, oh, we're at stage one. Well, Tony Fauci, ready for this? We are at stage one. We're at stage one of putting your lying, deceiving, scumbag, pandemic manufacturing loser butt in prison. That's what we're at stage one of. Stage one was exposing you. Stage two is letting the whole world see what you did. Stage three is stripping you of your title and removing you from your position in the federal government. Stage four is indicting you, and stage five is sentencing you. And I can't wait for stage three, where we remove you, take away your pay, take away your benefits, remove your pension. Stage three is going to be better than stage four, but stage five is going to be God's wrath that we've been storing up on your rat face butt for the last two years. So you want to talk about a first stage? You're right. We are in a first stage. Just not the kind that you think we're in. So because of that stupid comment of being in the first stage of this pandemic, you already know who's going to get this. (laughs) Dumb Dumb Award of the Day goes to, for like the thousandth time, Tony the Ratface Fauci. Look, he's either been wrong for two and a half years or he's been lying for two and a half years. I'll let you decide which one it is five stages and we're in the first one (laughs) Woo! all right let's move on we got about 10 minutes tennessee representative tennessee representative griffey proposes a new law called the kyle law to strengthen protection of second amendment rights in his state this is the kind of fighting back that republicans have not done ever and it's finally time it's it's not oh you know what hold on hold on hold on i'm getting ahead of myself i do this a lot pardon me and excuse me i'm sorry i'm getting ahead of my myself we got to go back to tony fauci for a minute because tony fauci the reason why he's in stage one of being completely removed from his position is because of the video that I'm about to show you that he is directly responsible for. Ladies and gentlemen, New York City police are at it again. 
But this time, they're not arresting a handicapped person in a wheelchair. This time, they're not arresting somebody eating at Burger King. This time, they're not arresting somebody who fails to comply with showing their vaccination card. Well, kind of. Now you're going to see a child be arrested at a museum for not having her vaccination card handcuffed, put in the back of a police car. And when I say child, I mean child. There's the child right there, right here. Look at this poor kid. You are traumatizing a little child. Sorry for the language. I know a captain that works in the fucking Central Park. Look at the child. Look at her cry. Look at this child. Look at what she's dealing with. Lights, cameras on her. Cops holding her. Nine years old. Again, sorry for the language, but you need to see what these people are doing in its raw form. Time to go to jail, little girl. We want for our children. Just because she refused to show her papers of her experiment. This is what we're doing in America. You know what? It's one thing to do this to adults. It's wrong, but it's one thing to do it to an adult. To do it to a child like that who will forever now have a bad view of police, who will forever never trust the people that were supposed to protect and serve for her. Nine, year old, nine years old, trying to get an education at a museum. Brown shirts, Nazis. The NYPD is the most complicit pile of crap that I've ever seen in my life. They are not Rudy Giuliani's NYPD anymore. Now, there are, I'm sure there are plenty of good people that work for the NYPD. But what I have seen over the last two months shows me that as a whole, they are nothing but a pile of crap and they need to be exposed, period. I'm sorry. But they do. I can't deal with this stuff. Not with, when it comes to kids, folks, you know. You know how I feel about that stuff. And I would literally take a bullet to help any kid out of a situation like that. No way. Not on our watch. NYPD, we're coming. We're coming to expose you next. Everything that you do behind the scenes. Let's move on to the story that I was going to get to, the Kyle's Law. Sorry, I just lost it there. But anyway, remember when Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene introduced H.R. 6070 in November of 2021? It was to award a congressional medal to Kyle Rittenhouse for protecting the community of Kenosha, Wisconsin during the violent and destructive Black Lives Matter riots of August 2020. Rittenhouse was acquitted of the shooting deaths of two BLM terrorists, one of them I think was an Antifa terrorist as well, and and injuring another after they attacked him during the organized mayhem. And now, Tennessee Representative Bruce Griffey of House District Number 75, if you live in Tennessee, this this is your guy, is proposing Kyle's Law in honor of Kyle Rittenhouse that would require the state to reimburse people charged with murder and found not guilty if it was proven they acted in self-defense. According to the state's proclamation, Kyle Rittenhouse deserves to be recognized as a hero who selflessly defended his community, protected businesses, 
and acted lawfully in the face of lawlessness. And he is a symbol of things that the left is trying to destroy in our country. Trying to destroy our Constitution. Trying to destroy our Second Amendment. Trying to destroy our God-given rights. And ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Rittenhouse and what he did, did provides a little bit of, uh, of hope. Provides a little bit of light into what you're able to do and what you're allowed to do in this country when it comes to protecting yourself and your community. Now, if you can erase George Floyd's entire criminal career from state to state to make him look better, to put him up, prop him up, and make him look like something that he wasn't, which was a drug-dealing murderer, not that he deserved to die, but if you can erect statues of this guy and the President of the United States, illegitimately, I might add, and I will always add when I talk about this man, actually says that his death had a worldwide impact higher than, than Martin Luther King's, well, if you can do all that crap to a drug-dealing, child-murdering loser, then we can do it to a hero young kid who tried to protect his community. Amen? Let me get an amen in the comments if you agree, both on Rumble and on Getter. Big shout out. Reach out to that, Cong- or, or, to that representative, Tennessee Representative Bruce Griffey. Let him know that you support what he's trying to do, okay? And now, ladies and gentlemen, some not-so-good news, but maybe it's good news. We'll see where it goes. At first, at face value, it's not going to sound like good news. The Supreme Court denies President Trump's effort to block the White House records from the sham January 6th committee. That means the Supreme Court has injected itself into executive privilege. The Supreme Court, eight to one, eight to one, voted to allow the January 6th unselect committee to have all of President Donald J. Trump's records from the White House. Now, President Trump could appeal this But his appeal is going to be hollow because the entire time he's going to try to appeal, this January 6th committee is going to have access to President Trump's White House records and all of his correspondence. Now, why that sounds like it's bad news at face value is because, well, the January 6th committee is going to go looking for trouble, so they're going to find trouble. Much like when somebody goes through their spouse's phone looking for something wrong. And even though they might not find anything really wrong, they'll look for something wrong to justify themselves searching for, the, for it in the first place. Much like Attorney General Letitia James is doing in New York against the Trump family. So it sounds like it's a bad news. Here's the good news. Trump doesn't break any laws. Trump did not break any laws as a president. Trump has not done anything unethical or wrong. As a matter of fact, they're going to find out that he saved this country on many different occasions. What they're really doing is they're trying to find out everything that he knows about them. That's what they're really doing. They're trying to find out everything that he knows about them so they can be prepared for his art of war and his art of the comeback. He said during his rally, you're going to see a comeback of which the world has never seen and the likes in which the world has never seen before. And three days later, four days later, the Supreme Court allows the January 6th committee to have access to his White House records. Now, here's the good news, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, the only Supreme Court justice to actually vote against it was Clarence Thomas. Big shout out to Clarence Clarence Thomas. The rest of them, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Roberts, all of them, all voted in order, to, in order to go against Donald Trump. Here's the good news. You now set a bar. You now set 
the precedent. What do I mean by that? Hey, Barack Hussein Obama, get ready. Hey, George W. Bush, get ready. Hey, Bill Clinton, George H. Bush, get ready. Because what you've just allowed is for us to do the same thing. And since you could not federalize the elections and you won't, and since God is on our side and you can't beat God, maybe this is God's way of finally being able to expose the entire deep state swamp. Maybe this is God's way of saying, okay, go ahead and have his records because he did nothing wrong. But in turn, you've set the precedent. And guess what we get to do next? Guess what we get to do next? We actually get to go and do the same thing to people we know broke laws. Right? Hillary Clinton, Benghazi. Right? Barack Hussein Obama with your cargo plane full of money to Iran. Right? We're coming for you. So for me, when I read this, I smiled from ear to ear. Because I know we have nothing to hide. You just screwed yourselves. Take this as a notice, just like we told you on January 19th of 2021, we're coming for you. And now we have a whole new fight. All the next three years, we're going to dig up as much stuff we can on these old presidents, and we're coming for you. One, two, Trump, he's coming for you. Three, four, better get out your door. Woo! We're coming for you. Be careful what you wish for. You might just get it. Anyway, the last story of the day, and I think this is going to, uh, first of all, what in the hell happened to Whoopi Goldberg? Ladies and gentlemen, what happened to her? Not mentally, not emotionally, not the way she portrays herself, not her personality. No, what happened to her physically? I know you get fatter as you get older. I do. I've been fat since I was born, but most people get older and they get fatter and they get out of shape, you know, but that's just not the only thing that happened to Whoopi Goldberg. She lost her neck. She don't know, no longer has a neck. Her head is attached right to her shoulders now. And this is Whoopi Goldberg crying and complaining on The View because of the voting rights bill that she's not going to get, be able to get passed and that she's not going to be a part of cheating any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to Whoopi Goldberg cry and complain about how she's going to fight now for all the people who can't fight. <laughs> we are here, and we're going to fight. We're going to continue to fight because as an American citizen, you don't have the right to get in my way if I want to vote for somebody that's not you. You don't have the right to block my hopes for a better America. You don't have the right. And we fought you before many times, and we will fight you again. Because we're America and we are not putting up with this from anybody, not from another country, not from anyone. Whoopi Goldberg and the rest of the hosts on The View are an absolute joke. <laughs> we're not putting up with this here. Well, that's not from you, not from any country, not from anyone. Hey, Whoopi, I thought you were going to leave the country back in 2016 because you didn't have any more faith in it. What are you talking about? Now you want to fight for it? Anyway, that got me thinking. That got me thinking. I said, where have I heard this before? Where have I seen and heard this entire thing before? I know that I've seen this clip. I know that, is this the Matrix or am I having deja vu? Ladies and gentlemen, I finally figured out where I've seen and heard this before. Check it out. That's Whoopi. 
that's Whoopi Goldberg. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Whoopi. I knew I seen this before, and it was back in 1984. It was back in 1984, 1985, whenever that movie came out, Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live from America. Make sure you tune in tonight because we have the one and only Project Veritas' own James O'Keefe. Coming on live from America tonight, talk about his new book and to talk about the fight that he's been in against the United States government, New York Times, and what his plans are moving forward. I cannot wait to finally get James O'Keefe on the show. But before you go, hold on. I want to show you the new Armor of God shirt. Now, we're waiting on all the proper sizes and the, and the, and the proper cuts to come in. And we got more than this just design coming in, but this is the very first design. Check it out. It says armor of God. Can you see that? And then right below it, it actually has, right below it, it actually has some Latin. And then on the back of it, let me read for you what the back says. It says, armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in your place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. And you can see it is two hands holding the sword right there. Awesome shirt. Cannot wait to get these available to you guys. In a couple days, you'll have the option between black and white, men and women, and wait till you see the next design coming. You're absolutely going to love it. Wanted to show you guys that today. Also wanted to remind you again, we are back to 33%, just like I said, to monthly donations. So if you could go there, sign back up, that would be great. And remember, folks, there are right ways, and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please let everybody know James O'Keefe tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Have a great day. God bless you. And thank you for joining in live from America today. See you later.